Hello, this is Jacqueline Kitzman, and this is the Awakened Tarot Podcast, and I am once again using my nifty microphone, sitting alone at work while I wait to pick up my kids from school, my nanny children, uh, doing a podcasty thing. Uh, very exciting. Love the flexibility. Uh, miss the interactions from my husband, who, I mean, mostly he just looks at me like I'm a dumbass, but I miss it. Anywho, housekeeping. Do I have any? Uh, yeah. So we are pretty close to me releasing a Patreon, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm, I want to make sure that there's enough bonus content on there first. So if you all have suggestions for things that you'd like to know about tarot or things you'd like me to cover, please shoot me a DM on at Awakened Tarot on Instagram, or you can email me at awakenedtarotnashville at gmail.com. And I will go ahead and answer some tarot questions and or anything, honestly, in regards to spirituality. Uh, and I will keep it aside for stuff on the Patreon. Currently, I have a bunch of different topics like what to do about reversals and what to do if you don't understand the cards you pulled and um, a lot of, I mean, just a lot of things. I could just keep going on and on and on about things I would like to record, but. So yeah, if you have any things that you'd like to hear um, to put in for bonus content on the Patreon, let me know and I will get to recording on that because I don't want to, I don't want to put out a Patreon without essentially there being content there, not just bonus like audio episodes or things to listen to, but also I would ideally like to uh, eventually put bloopers on there as well as videos um, and other fun little like maybe like workbooks and writing type things. So all of that being said, I don't think I have any other news. Nope, I lead lead a pretty boring life. Oh, right. No, I always do this. It's not a gag. It's just me being a dumbass. Yeah, I have a TikTok and that TikTok's name is at Awakened Tarot Pod. Uh, So you can find their three videos up there already. um, And I'll probably be posting more before this episode comes out. But You can just follow me for more extra free content there. Uh, I want there to be, as well as a Patreon thing, there to be a lot of like free and easy access content as well. Taking the time to think about if I have anything else, um, any other information to spew at you. And I don't, so let's continue. Today, the card that we're going to talk about is the Hanged Man. I'm really excited about it. I had to like triple check to make sure this wasn't a card that we'd already covered. Um, Obviously, like I'm sure that I've mentioned it or talked about it before in previous episodes. But no, this little little friend has not had their own episode. So let's kind of dig into that. The Hanged Man is card 12 in the Major Arcana, and it comes in the Death Line. The Hanged Man is a card right before death. Um, When I teach the Hanged Man, uh, I like to talk about it in regards to its, its acceptance. It's pure acceptance. It's letting yourself be somewhere, even if it's uncomfortable, and knowing that this is where you're supposed to be, this is where you need to be, and this is your, it's your time to be there. It doesn't always mean that you're super comfy, cozy being there, but it is somewhere that you know that you're meant to be and somewhere you need to be and somewhere you are, if not ready to be, you have accepted that this is your, this is where and what is happening. Where, this is where is happening. Yes, I did go to school for English. Thank you. In The Hanged Man, we come in there from, you know, when you tell the story of the death line, you have 
you know, you leave the chariot, you're in strength. Strength is strength, obviously, like, ooh, yeah, like um, uh, Louisa from Encanto, obviously. But it's also, if you look at the character of Louisa, she is actually the perfect description of the strength card. We're not talking about strength, but let me get on my soapbox. She's the perfect characterization of strength because, yes, she is physically strong, but that's not really the point of Louisa, is it? We're talking about her vulnerability and about her not to be afraid to be vulnerable, and that is strength. So in strength, it's kind of this holding on. Um, it's kind of a, you know, yay though, yay, though I walk through the valley of death, right? Which that's just like, you know, you, my religious upbringing and the, you know, childhood or whatever. But it is kind of this concept of, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, because you are. That's the start of the death line. Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And where is that strength? It's not a physical strength. It's an emotional strength. You go from there and you go into the hermit, which is that closing off. That's a, that's a lie. It's not the hermit. It is the hermit. It's not the hermit. It is the hermit. I teach Terrell. What the fuck is wrong with me? It is the hermit. Yes, it's the hermit. Aren't you guys glad that I'm the one teaching you Tarot? It is the hermit. You go into the hermit, you close off into the wheel. I like to talk about the hermit as the chrysalis. You you kind of become this chrysalis, like a butterfly. We're going back to Encanto. And then in the Wheel of Fortune, you turn into goo. It's the goo card. It's the melting down. It's the changing. It's the evolving. And then you go into justice, which is kind of like balancing out. That's card 11. Um, this is all important to talk about because to acknowledge where you get in the hanged man, you have to talk about all of the things and all of the change that takes place before you get there. It's kind of this moving through the acceptance of death, right? By the time that you're in the wheel and you've melted down and you've evolved and you've stopped fighting and you've stopped resisting, you go into justice and you just understand, you have this concept of how things are and what is fair and what is and what what things are supposed to look like. It's kind of that weighing of your heart, right? Like in the Egyptian pantheon where they weigh your heart against a feather if your heart is lighter or heavier. It depends on whether or not you get like cannibalized by an alligator. Um, it's probably disrespectful. I'm sorry. So in justice, you know, it's it's that kind of concept and feeling of it is fairness, but it's balance more more than that. You look at their hand and they have scales and a sword, so it's balance. It's what what was I lacking before in 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 my heart? What was I lacking? What was I lacking in regards to how I interacted with others? How can I fill that void so that I can prepare myself to go into the hanged man, which again is card 12. And then the hanged man, it stems back to two different, I would say, real, um, I'm going to say mythologies, but, well, you'll see. So one is obviously Odin right? Um, in Norse mythology, he's the Viking king god who poked his eye out and then hung himself by his foot from a tree and gained all of this wisdom, correct? When you looked at the hangman card, it's someone who, it's a person who was hanged. Their leg is in a number four kind of position, which ironically is also how I sleep. And they're hanging upside down from a tree, but they're not they, look, they more look like they're waiting than they're struggling. They have this light coming from out of their head. It's kind of this concept of a halo. So they're gaining this enlightenment from being where they are. Um, it's because they're accepting their fate. They're, accept, they're accepting their position. They're accepting, they're accepting of what their path is. That doesn't necessarily mean that their path is death, but it does mean that 
They, they understand that they have a path and they understand that sometimes you have to put yourself somewhere uncomfortable to, to get why this is your path. Sometimes you have to, you have to step outside of your comfort zone like you do in the chariot and come into that, this kind of, um, understanding that you get in the hanged man. In the hanged man, we're, when we pull this in readings, right, um, Something that I really love is that often I'll pull this card when I ask a question like, why is this happening? And then it'll be like, hanged man. And then I read it and I'm like, great, because it is. Like, because it is happening. Of course, that's the answer. Like, it's happening because it is happening. But more so than that, than just that concept of acceptance is, what am I learning from the situation? Because I am being forced to be still and and paused and look around me, really observe what's going on. When you sit in acceptance, when you accept that you're being held still, when you're in this position of meditating and really allowing yourself to not just be in an environment, but become the environment, you're going to start seeing things and understanding things in a way that you might not have, right? Think of it this way. It's kind of the analogy of if I were to pack up a bag and walk into the woods behind my nanny house Every single animal there would be like, fuck that bitch. I'm out. And they would run away. But if I sat still and I stayed still for, let's say, two, like, two hours, I'm going to start seeing squirrels and chipmunks run past me. Eventually, I'm there long enough, deer are eating next to me. A hummingbird is flying right in front of my face. Maybe a bobcat comes out at that point. I'd probably be toast. I would be cannibalized by them. However, the point is that I I go from being in an environment I'm not supposed to be in to being part of the to being a part of the environment and that's kind of the beauty of the hanged man. Rather than asking at this point why things are happening to you, like this is unfair, this isn't right, why are all of these bad things happening to me? It's not so much a pity party. This person isn't hanging upside down throwing themselves a pity party. They're hanging upside down and they're kind of, they're they're in this place of bad things happen. It's uncomfortable. How, now what? I think I talked about this and this may have been when I did um, my Instagram series um, called Awakened Fool and it was, it happened every Monday night for a while. But I kind of talked about this concept of a flower. So in regards to death and the hanged man, a flower doesn't grow thinking, someone's going to pick me. They just grow. And then sometimes somebody sees that flower and then they pick it. And then that flower is dead, right? That that flower is dead. Is it because the flower did anything? No, the flower just grew. But it got picked anyway. And that's just kind of how life happens. It's not that that flower had bad luck. It's not that somebody had it out for that fucking flower it's literally just that that flower grew somebody saw it and picked it and then that was it and the hanged man we're kind of in a position where we understand that scenario where it's not that everyone is out to get the flower that one specific flower it's someone saw that flower they weren't even thinking about that flower and what it could do if it stayed or how far it could grow or spread they just saw it and picked it And we can get into the semantics of, well, should we be picking flowers or not? But that's not the point. The point is kind of this acceptance of sometimes things just happen. How do we deal with that? 
for instance, you know, it's this is a very interesting card actually for me to have pulled now, considering this whole last month has been just really kind of a shit show. And I could go into detail, but I won't because that would be boring and personal. But just know that every single day for the last month, I have thought to myself, okay, well, it can't get worse than that. And then it somehow has. And I, the thrower of the most glorious pity parties, like to think to myself, why is this happening? Why me? Why do bad things keep happening to me? Why can't things just be good for a while? And the honest to God truth is that nobody's out to get me. Nothing is specifically targeting me as a person. It just is what it is sometimes. So what do we do? We deal with it. Oh, your rent increases by $250? Stand up and keep going. What do you do? You have to make a decision. My husband says this all the time. You live decision, decision to decision. Something gets thrown at you and you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. That's all you can control. And that's what the hanged man teaches us is that all you can control is how you respond to things around you. You don't just go into an environment, become the environment, because then you'll really start to understand and have that enlightenment. Ironically, after that enlightenment comes, you enter the death card correct? That's when you just fully give way and give in to whatever is going to happen. Is death comfortable? No. It's a contraction. The hanged man is getting you ready to understand why a contraction needs to happen. You might ask then, does that make a four kind of like the hanged man? And to that, I'd say yes. When you look at, or a nine, like a hanged man, and again, to that, I'd say yes. Anytime you have a card before, like, you know, like um, that comes before a contractive card, tens can be sometimes contractive. Um, fives, all the fives in the tarot are definitely contractive. You kind of come into this, you, you, you come into this, you come into your body, and in the hanged man, it's all body. In every single four, you're really coming into yourself. Fours revolve around the universe of the self. And that's important to understand because in The Hanged Man, it's really all about allowing yourself to be somewhere. And you're holding yourself there, and that's all you can do. Sometimes the only thing you can do when life is happening around you is tether yourself to a tree and accept that you're going to weather the storm. And it's, you know, I think it's incredibly toxic positivity-ish and to to kind of have this idea of like all bad things happen for a reason because they don't. Again, sometimes they just fucking happen. Usually they just happen. Is there something we can learn from every single experience that happens to us? Oh, absolutely. If you're not learning, then you've stopped growing. Even as a teacher, did you not hear me like five minutes ago? Fuck up the hermit, which card number it is, and I'm teaching you tarot. You, you literally learn something about yourself, about your endurance, about your heart, about your strength every single time you're stuck in a position that's uncomfortable. When you can accept that, okay, this is the thing, this is the position, once you get out of that pity party, once you Irish exit <laughs> that thing, you have the ability to have have a moment of growth, have a moment have a moment of learning, and then you can transcend into death. As we know, the death line doesn't end in death. The death line ends in rebirth. It ends in temperance. And that is wholly fascinating. So the hanged man is more of an encouragement 
than anything else. And I think that that is something and some advice I really needed to hear right now. So I hope somebody out there needed to hear it. And now, as we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I venture into the wilderness and I wait for squirrels to eat out of my hands. It is the collective reading for the coming week. The energy that we're being encouraged to kind of interact with is the reverse six of wands. Sixes are a heart-based number. And the wands, as we talked about the last two weeks, are it's a suit of action and a suit of creativity and a suit of passion. In the six of wands and the Smith Rider weight deck, it's a person, they're on horseback, they're, they have their uh, wand in the air and it has a wreath over the top of it. And as I talked about the last two weeks, when you look at the wands, um, always ask yourself how it's being used. You know, when you hold up and you're not using your, your weapon to aim, but you're holding it up in like solidarity, they're kind of holding up their sticks in solidarity. This is the moment or a couple moments before the seven of wands when everyone kind of turns around and you're in that more defensive pose um, where, it's, where it's talking about control. This is when everything seems to be lined up for you and you're moving through that. Everyone's lining up for you. Everyone's on your side. You're feeling really, really good about what you're doing. Your heart's really invested in it and you're transitioning into kind of taking more control over something that you're really enjoying doing and having a lot of success or um, acknowledgement with. It's this moment of like being kind of proud of what you're doing and being noticed being noticed for what you're doing sometimes and again this was in the reverse so in the next week I suppose the energy we're working with is be proud of what you've done and what you're doing even if no one is acknowledging it and that's really hard because as humans we we want people to notice us and be proud of us for things But just be aware that everything you're doing is worthy and wonderful and awesome, even if you're not getting the recognition that you need. And if you're in a safe place and you have safe people around you, fucking like brag a little or go up to them and ask like, hey, did you see that I did this thing? Are you proud? For fuck's sake, I do this to Gabe all the time in regards to Animal Crossing. Every time I redo my island, this man This sweet, sweet husband of mine has seen my island. It's all shit. I'm terrible at doing anything with my island. But he has seen me redecorated a thousand times. And each time, he very quietly, with a smile on his face, looks. He's on my team. He's on my side. And he looks. Would he have done it? Would he ask to see my Animal Crossing island if I didn't show it to him? Fuck no, he would not. He does not care. But he cares because I care. So if you're proud of something and no one seems to see it, do what a little kid does. Like allow yourself to find that inner child. If a child paints something in school, the first thing they do is they want to bring it home and they say, mommy and daddy, look at my painting, look at my drawing. And they're so proud of it. And then you can be proud of them for being proud to show you. Let your inner child come out a little bit. That is so much a part of the six. And don't be afraid to show people what you've done and also don't feel immediately rejected if you like let's say you work a really long time on a ticky talk or an instagram post and you post it up and you don't get the engagement that you want find someone you trust go to them and be like look at this thing that i did do you like it 
and let them encourage you for a minute because we all are going to need that encouragement and we all deserve it and we shouldn't feel dejected or unworthy just because we don't get the instant recognition we do. Find that inner child that just had the most amazing macaroni art in elementary school and then bring it forth to whoever is closest to you that you trust. And if you don't have someone that is closest to you that you trust, send it in a DM to me because I will 100% look at any piece of macaroni art I am sent. I love macaroni art. I'm not even kidding. I truly do. I think it's fascinating. I love that we can make pasta-based foods and pasta-based artwork. I think that is lovely. So I'm serious though. You can. You can send me things. If you're really proud of something, tell me what you're really proud of if you don't have anyone else that, you're, that you trust. And that's the energy. Just even if no one's there saying that is good, know it's good. And then don't be afraid to show people. Okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. I'm going to leave now. I'm not. Wait, I'm really bad at this. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. I had two new reviews this week um, on Apple Podcasts. Again, I lost my password for Spotify. So if you're reviewing there, thank you. I also, I would like to acknowledge it, but I, I don't know how to get on that. So thank you. I love, it makes my heart happy when I go on and I see that someone has um, followed or subscribed or uh, reviewed the podcast because I would really like to make this something that I can do more of someday and um, be able to do maybe like on a more like, hey, I do this for a living type thing. But I also don't want people ever to feel pressured into doing anything. So um, if you feel like reviewing, yay. If you don't, that is fine too. I accept. I hanged man myself in that um, in that decision and I appreciate it. Okay, now I'm really done. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.